Swisha P, Chump Change Podcast. Let's get it. Boy, I love this shit. Uh. Gold frames and gold change with Chump Change. Changing lanes in the most sane. Smooth like suede, real estate spray like shooting range. Got shoes for days and nothing new, I'm still doing things. I still clean my jewelry with toothpaste. Europe, it's your boy Swisher P. Back with another episode of the Chump Change Podcast. You already know, we live from the bando with it. Like we is each and every week. <laughs> Except for when we got like special events or whatever. But you already know what it is. Your boy Swisher P. Back with another episode of the Chump Change Podcast. I got a special guest in the building, man. We got a... We got an outsider, man. He he, not from the city of Philadelphia, but no, sir. I ain't going. I ain't going to see too much. I'm gonna let him go ahead and uh, introduce himself. Go ahead, state your name, Dingster. Yeah, what's going down, everybody? It's Mike Fellow. Hey, Mike Fellow in the building. Tell him where you're from, Mike. I'm from uh, I'm from Boston. I'm from right outside of Boston, six one seven. You know, shout out everybody in the six one seven. Yeah, man, I appreciate you. You know, sitting down with me tonight, man. Thank you for coming through the band, oh man. Joining me on the Chump Change podcast. Yo, thank you for coming through the show. I appreciate <laughs> that. Oh yeah, you already know we just left for an event for the free. Had the one take, Dave. Shout out to Jizza. Uh, Dave was performing down there, man. That show that show was pretty live, man. They had a good time down at Bourbon and Branch. Uh, somebody won a hundred dollars. Well, shit, like three people won a hundred dollars. Yeah, one there to clean. I was ready to clean that shit. Like, <laughs> yo, you might as well just pass that shit to me. Honestly, but. I just wanted to throw that shit in the crowd. Honestly, after a while, yeah. I lost my patience. I was like, if they don't want to claim the money, fuck it. We're just gonna throw it in the crowd. Yeah. So like three people missed out on a hundred ones, and hey, they gave it to the most turned uh, person in the crowd. Yeah. So, I think he said his name was Wayne. Oh, Walt. 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 Yeah. Shout out to Walt, Walt. man. Uh, what on that hundred dollars, man? Go spend it on some weed or something. But uh, yeah. we're gonna go in and get into this little interview, man. Uh, talk to us, man. What's it like growing up in Boston? Um, you know, I grew up right outside of Boston, the suburb called Newton. It's like a nice neighborhood right outside of Boston and shit. Um, but you know, growing up in the area, Boston is just life. You know what I mean? Like the sports teams, everything. It's just oh, a very yeah. rider. It's a ride or die culture. There's a lot of cities, a lot of places that you go where there's kind of a mix and match. But Boston, like New York, for example, people yeah. are from everywhere. Like Boston, you're either Boston or you're not. And if you're not Boston, people yeah. do not necessarily <laughs> show you that love, especially when it comes to sports and all that. But no, that's very true, man. When I was there, I seen a lot of Red Sox hats. Do not wear a Yankees hat oh, yeah. in Boston. Like, like here, you can't wear a Cowboys gear. They hate that shit. Mm. You feel me? So I'm pretty Same sure it was thing. like Yankees up there. Like they definitely had that rap. Last yeah. last year I went to the uh, the Monday Night Football uh, game, Eagles versus Giants, yeah. and a dude got the shit kicked out of him yeah, in the, the Giants, uh, at the eighteen in the AT and T subway just because yeah. he was wearing the jersey. Yeah, like you can't wear Giants, you can't wear Cowboy shirts. So I know I'm in Boston. Like I seen man, the times that I went up there, man, I seen Celtics gear, I seen. I seen Patriots gear. I seen Red Sox gear. I seen, uh, I think I got a hockey team too. Yeah, Bruins. Yeah. I seen all that yeah, shit. It was everywhere. everywhere. And like, what? Well, I, I caught the Greyhound up there because I didn't want to drive. So I got off at South. It was like from South Station South to Station, Phil's yeah. Corner. It was like, yeah. Yo, because I like when I travel places, I like to get on the public transportation. So like, motherfuckers wanted to come get me. I'm like, no, nah, man. I want to catch the train. So I caught mm. the train. I saw just so much. Like, that's what I like. Like, if I'm in the city, like, I'm You take the red this. line? Fuck, what's it called? Yeah, because it was like I got off at South Street. It's definitely the red line. Yep, yeah. It's definitely the red yeah. line. And they gave me, uh, you got to pay at the little, uh, 
you gotta pay at like the little booth to get a ticket or like a trans pageant. Yeah. Like we got passes and tokens out here. Yeah. Like, out there they got some like little. We don't do tokens just yeah, a they ticket. Yeah. They don't do that shit. Yeah. yeah. They gave me like dollar coins. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is this? Oh yeah, that shit's the worst because you'll yeah. put a five or, uh, yeah. or like a ten in and you'll just get a bunch of coins back. Yeah, but you but the, the, I fuck with it because they take them, they accept them. You know what I mean? Some machines don't accept them shits, but they they accept them and shit. Yo, that's my biggest problem with uh, the Philly transportation is like you either gotta have exact change on you, you gotta have yeah, tokens on you, no change or all. you gotta have that new card. You mm. know that new card that they have now? We got a card. I think you get like twenty rides or some shit, and they take off each ride. And yeah, shit. exactly. And you got the day passes or whatever. Yeah, all that. Yeah, man. So, uh, what brings you to the city of Philadelphia? Was it the cheesesteaks? Uh, what brought you down? Cause that's like a nah. five hour away, player. Um. Uh, I guess when I was done with high school, I just decided like I needed to find something like I needed to discover something else I needed because I I lived in the same exact house I've been in my whole life so I had an opportunity um, like very fortunately um, to you know basically go wherever I wanted so like when I got the opportunity to go to Temple I jumped at it because I wanted to you know experience something entirely new so Temple for me um, it's a diverse community there's a lot of cool shit going on artists uh people who are politically active and just like there's just everything at temple so i figured you know why not just go try something new i've been in boston area my whole life might as well try philly out and you know i'm happy about it for sure you you like it you fuck with it yeah i definitely do um at first it took me a little bit of time because and what I realized, too, is, like, Boston is the same way. Like, Boston will not adjust for you. You got to adjust to Boston. You got to, you know, live with the culture. Philly's the same way. Philly has a culture about it. And you either like it or you don't, or you just learn to like it. But right. it's not going to change you for you. Yeah, 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 exactly. You got to go with the punches. Like, the punches, they're not going to change. So. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of had to get used to that. Like, anything, there's sort of a culture shock or whatever. But, you know, after, like, maybe a half a year or so, you sort of get... Um, get hip to like just how, how the city slang, is and all that. All the slang. Move, yeah, exactly. The buses work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And just knowing like you can really get roasted by some Philly people. Oh yeah. Like, they, <laughs> you know, they do not give a fuck out here. Fuck no, man. They don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Especially like like a, it's like sheep versus wolves. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, like, very true. And you're either sheep. one or the other. Yeah, you can't be both. Like, so they will definitely grind it up. But uh. Tell, tell us what you do, man. We know you, we know you got a music background, you rap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's basically what I do. Um, when I was like 12, 13, I mean, th- so I, I can kind of make it a long story if you want me to. So, yeah, I mean, we ain't got nowhere to go. Yeah. We to learn about my guy, my fellow on the Chump Change podcast, you did. All right, yeah, so I guess, uh, long story long, um, <laughs> me and, uh, when, I was, when I was growing up, my dad... Um, not to, you know, uh, not to wrap my dad out or whatever, but he was like, he, he was, um, a teenager and an adult in like the seventies and the eighties and shit like that. So he was kind of a pothead. So he grew Shout up to your pop. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's all about legalizing weed and shit. Shout out to Massachusetts too for legalizing weed. They definitely got the legal, but the raps and shit. 
cost way too much money. Like, yeah. Duchess and you gotta, shit. And you got to be 21 to buy them, too. You do? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I don't got that problem. Yeah. But, like, I know yeah, that you don't have that expensive. problem. We got that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you got to be 21 to buy tobacco? Yeah, man. it's fucked up. But, I mean, it's a give and take. Yeah. Um, but, anyway, yeah. So, my dad was kind of a weed head. So, like, he was really into, like, Pink Floyd, um, you know, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, like, okay. that kind of 70s rock shit. And then, but all my brothers are way older than me. So when I, by the time I was like three years old, I was listening to like Tupac, Biggie, like all the stuff that kind of was happening during the late 90s, early 2000s, because Tupac and Biggie and shit were still on the radio for like five, six years, and still now, but like consistently five, six years after they died. So mm-hmm. I went. time was music. Yeah, by the time I was like four or five years old, I knew how to like burn CDs and like all that shit. So I grew up like listening to hip hop, listening to a bunch of different kinds of music, Motown. My dad's a big Motown fan and shit. My mom too. So... I've always really had a love for music. My grandma was a piano player, like, her whole life and all that. So I grew up around music a ton. Um, so by the time I got to middle school, uh, me and my family were doing this project with this organization that kind of did a cultural exchange um, with uh, this village in uh, Tanzania called Kuala. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to do some sort of cultural exchange and, like, what's more, like, American than hip-hop you know what i mean so like nice. they traded their music we did some of our music and our music was trash but like it just <laughs> made, it just made me really enjoy like the process of writing and all that shit so after i did that project i decided like this is what i want to do because i this is how i like expressing myself i wasn't a very good student um like i didn't try my essays or anything but i liked writing so i was like this is the way to go and so by the time i was like 13 14 i really started writing and then like 16 17 i was like this is the shit that i want to do so i've been doing it ever since so you knew you wanted to be a rapper or you know a writer yeah just like anything involved with music by the by the time i was like 15 16 i was like in my head you know right. early on sometimes you're scared to like tell people because you know how people don't want to show you support you can't be that or you can't do that yeah exactly so I kept it in my head but like more and more now as I'm starting to get older and starting to like be more comfortable in my craft like I know that the music shit's what I want to do uh, yeah so like I know you mentioned uh, you know the Jimi Hendrix what else your father's uh, what they what he listened to what, what's like your influences like um, what artists like inspired you to really hop in the game and you know, be a music artist? I guess, mm, like, I mean, there's a, a bunch. Like, there, there's, I kind of look back and see it as, um, like, checkpoints, you know what I mean? Like, okay. one of the first wor- one of the first songs that I, like, knew all the words to was Changes by Tupac when that shit was on the radio when I was younger. Um, so, that was, like, a big moment for me because that's just like that's a classic song and I just remember that was one of the first songs I knew all the words to mm-hmm. and then um, obviously like 2003 2004 I was like 7 8 years old so that's when I first started really like hearing music all the time and mm-hmm. that's when Eminem was like at his peak so okay. with the lyrical shit like at that time all I knew rap was, was like how hot can your bars like possibly be so Eminem was a big influence on me mm-hmm. I think he's a, probably been a big influence on like Eminem most people dope, I'm pretty sure you know he opened the door for a lot of people yeah exactly um 
And then, I don't know, after that, I guess when I was in middle school and shit, like the end of middle school, 8th, ninth grade, was when I really started getting into like the mixtape culture and shit like that. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of like when um, J. Cole was really starting to come up. Wayne was doing a lot of mixtapes and all that. Wayne was running that shit, probably. Yeah, which is crazy, too, because Wayne was at the peak of his career, but he was still doing mixtapes and shit. Right, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I wouldn't say that any one artist like influences my style but I would say like the checkpoints would be like I like that I've never heard that yeah you know like you, I could tell when you see checkpoints like different times you know, yeah like, so I would say like remembering my first Tupac song mm-hmm. buying my first album late registration at, Kanye at the, the first yeah album. Kanye was the first rap album I ever bought and then Eminem um and then Lil Wayne and like and then J. Cole, Kendrick, and all those dudes who are always putting out music and shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I see, yeah, I see it more as checkpoints because I can't really pinpoint, like, who my favorite or who my, like, right. influences are. But you got a lot of people you listen to and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Who you listening to now? Um, everybody who was at the show tonight, you know, right. One Take Dave, EBN, Jizzle Raw, um... I got a dude who I do a lot of my music with, uh, Sean Waters. He does all my production and shit, so I'll be listening to his music and all that. Stiz, you know, Stiz your man. Shout out to my guy Stizzy, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Cousin Stiz, putting on Boston and all that shit. Michael Christmas. Um, Yeah, I mean, since I'm on SoundCloud a lot, trying to put on my own music, Uh I just come across a lot of different shit, you know what I mean? And then, obviously, I keep up with, like, all the shit that comes out, like, um, I love Travis Scott's most recent album. Kendrick's new album yeah. was fire. Like, there's really a lot of good music coming out nowadays. So yeah, yeah. I'm just like always have an open ear. Definitely, I, I kind of like the music. You know, how some people be talking about that mumble rap and this, this, and that. Man. Yeah, it's not that bad to me. You feel me? Like, yeah. Some of it is high. Like I like the features, the Migos. You feel me? Like I'm listening to them. Of course, you know, I'm listening to Stizzy or whatever. Uh, but. You know, I like, you can't just label yourself into one set of music. You gotta listen to other shit. Like, yeah. you seen that new uh, DJ Khaled song, got Quavo, Justin Bieber, Chance, like, yeah. different people on there, you feel me? So, and I think, like, people are resistant to it because people are just resistant to change in general, but mm-hmm. I think that, like, every music genre evolves, and, like, I think it's just dope that people are coming together because right. when hip-hop first started, it was like people in their cliques and like they really didn't fuck with anyone else and now everyone's fucking with everyone like why would why would people want anything different than that you know what I mean definitely can make some connections and shit, shit. That's how we met, you know, today shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just show them love. Right, like straight G on this shit, straight from the bottom, you know, we try to get to, you know, the way I look at it is that, you know, we all started in the same checkpoint, but we all trying to get to that same destination. Why not get there together, you feel me? That's what they're doing. Especially nowadays, bro, there's infinite room for everyone to make it. So yeah. there's no reason to have that mentality yeah. of, like, crabbing the barrel or whatever. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, that crap in the barrel mentality, man. We trying to get rid of that shit out here in Philly, man, because a lot of people grew up with that shit. Like, they don't want to see the next man make it, or they don't want to see that person make it before them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, man. But uh, we've been out here in Philly. How long have you been out here for? Like two years? Yeah, two years. Uh, I lived last year. I just lived in a dorm because I was a freshman and all that. Um, but this past year, I lived in an apartment, so. Yeah, you were, like, not too far from me. You were out here in a, in a trap. You might know it as Temple Town, but I know it as, like, the hood. Like, yeah, it's different. It, obviously, it's very different now than it probably was when, because yeah, uh, yeah. you said you uh, moved into this general area, like, 2000, 2001. Crib. Yeah, I moved in this crib in 2001, and, like, back then, 
Temple wasn't down here, like in this area, you feel me? Like Temple was not past Broad Street. Like you hit Broad Street going towards 11th. Yeah. That way. And that was like from 11th to Broad to Broad to down there, 20th Street. Oh, so it went east, actually. It was going more so. It, before, it was east. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. went east. Now, it now it's west. more west, if anything. Yeah, now yeah. it's like deeper. Like, I think Temple might stop at like 10th Street, 8th Street, maybe. That's how yeah. far And then it goes up to like 19th, all the way down to like Master. Yeah. Like, before that, if you look at the houses, you could tell. A lot of them joints like renovated crack houses, you feel me? Yeah. So, how do you. F- I, well, not to be the interviewer, but like. Like, how do you feel about that? Because for me, I'm on 17th and Burks, and like that's yeah. one block away from where Meek grew up, and I know he didn't grow up around a bunch of college kids and shit. You know, so that's like really, if you go up this driveway, Meek Crib, the old Meek Crib is right there. That's why when you dip, I don't say you can get out. If you, it's easier if you just walk out the back. And oh, okay, I got you. But it's gonna be Burke Street right there. Yeah. But um, no, man, I, I fuck with the gentrification. Like this, I'm not no hater. Like people don't like gentrification, but like. For real, for real, man, they upgrade the neighborhood. Like, before, it was, like, abandoned houses, bunch of fucking junkyards and shit like that. Like, my crib is a brand new crib. We got a Habitat for Humanity crib. Like, so my shit was built from the ground up. Some people, man, before, man, it was, like, a bunch of crackheads around, like, kicked them all out. Yeah. Renovated the houses. I mean, they, put, they built a hookah bar down the street. From the yeah. Morning. Put a lab, popping on yeah. these now. It's yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, gentrification is a bad thing. I see why some people don't like it, but I think it's opening doors for people around here and it's giving us a new thing to look at. Like, it's bringing, you know, not trying to be, you know, bringing Caucasian people in, bringing all different types of people who are actually willing to help too, as well. Yeah. Like, they're actually nice, but some people don't like gentrification, man. They like, they might have to go fuck with the Temple students and rob them or some shit. Like, yeah. I fuck with the Temple students, man. They cool, little drunk girls, all that. Like, well, they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> to, I mean, just to, like, just to set the record straight, like, for all the people out here, you know, I, I hear a lot of people saying, like, oh, is this a, isn't it, like, Temple kind of a bad area and shit like that, and I just want, like, to set the record straight, like, Temple is a bad area if you go into it with a bad mentality. People have, yeah. and I'm not saying it is even a bad area, like, anywhere you go that you're unfamiliar with, just don't be stupid. Yeah. Besides that, like, I have never felt unsafe yeah. when I've been here at all, and that's, and that's just some real shit, like, if you're in a city, like, there's there's always going to be mad people around that you don't know and shit like that. And you just got to be smart. But, like, I'm tired of people talking about, uh, like, North Philly as if they know it when they really don't. And I don't, I don't even know, like, the real North Philly. But, like, all my experiences here have been positive. And, like, I think that the, I think the reason why a lot of people who are actually from here really hate the people, or not hate, but, like, sort of resent like the things that are going on is because there's a lot of white temple kids who come in here who don't respect the neighborhood but still want to take it is. over at the same time and that's fucked up that's what you got like old people on the block as well like you know you got a mix of old to young people and the old people ain't trying to have that shit you know y'all you know not y'all like you but like temple students want to yeah. have like parties at 2 a.m. on a Thursday and shit yeah you got the old woman who got to go to work the next day but like most of the, you know most of the people that I've encountered that actually get picked on or whatever are like the drug dealers that go to temple you feel me like they yeah. out here selling drugs on 
technically somebody else's turf. You feel me? That's what I'm saying. People don't, and I, I'm not from the hood. You know what I'm saying? But like, you gotta know if you're gonna be selling drugs, like on the on the block, like this is someone else's this, hood. This is not like, you all you gotta do is watch like fucking Breaking Bad or some shit just to know, like you don't sell drugs on uh, in other people's hoods. Any movie, like, Scarface, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, it's like it's do's and it's don'ts. And if you go to live in, if you go to live in the hood, you gotta know the do's and the don'ts. Like you know the haves and the haves not. So yeah, I think that's a thing that for me, like, um, just being here. Not just like um, not having really lived in um, like like right in the middle of a city, but mm-hmm. also just not being familiar because Philly has a very distinct culture. It's just like always just keeping your ears open before your mouth, like just mm-hmm. learning to understand like how people are out here and like how shit moves. Because that's some, like you gotta if you're gonna go into a different culture, you gotta just understand what you're getting yourself into. You gotta learn it first before you just want to hop in. They like I feel like a lot of people move too fast, but like for instance, like every story that I hear of, hey, you know I live here, so I I know a little bit more than what they actually tell. Right, you know, like. Like, motherfuckers is out here selling drugs on people's turf, and that's a no-no. Like, you know? OG, like, OG <clears throat> yeah. turf and shit like, like that. Like, this is like, our fancy, not specifically here, but let's just use my block. Yeah, hypothetically, yeah, like, you got a nigga, John Doe, John Doe been living here 25 years, John Doe been selling weed here for 25 years, got this temple freshman who come in here, is only gonna be here for like 9 months, and they dip in the summer, right, Yeah, but he moving more weed than you, that person that been here for 25 years is gonna be jealous of that temple student, and they gonna make that a problem, you feel me, like, that's just the name of the game, you feel me, but... No man, we ain't, we ain't even on that drug shit, but you know, we gotta give it to the music. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Enjoy, you know, but uh, what can we look forward to going to uh, in the future? Um, I mean, I got, I got like, uh, I think like 12, 13 tracks on SoundCloud. I put out an EP last summer. Mm-hmm. What's the name of that joint? It was called the Drift EP. I don't know if you heard that first song that I performed, but Drift Dry. Drift Dry Yeah that shit That was like the The single off of that one Uh, It's called the Drift EP Uh, This summer I'm working on a project Uh, I'm gonna be working on a project When I get home Because I'm gonna be with uh, The producer I do most of my shit with So we're gonna be doing All that in house Okay I don't have like a name For anything Or anything for it yet But like Yeah exactly You feel me Yeah I'm trying to make it More like full length Or like at least Like 10-12 songs Okay Yeah And like you know What can we expect Can we expect The summer banger Or you know What kind of mood would you try um, I like to make like the best the best way I can kind of describe it is I like to make driving music okay like I like to make music that people want to like put on their ox core when they're cruising around you know what I'm saying yeah like, like when you mean like you got ox core you know they're about to play that shit yeah exactly cause I know like um I, I know myself I think a lot of artists I, well I'm still trying to figure myself out but at the same time I know myself and there's a lot of artists who are out here trying to do shit that um, isn't necessarily their self. Right. Because um, you can ex- trend. Yeah, you can experiment and still be yourself, and I think that's what I try to do. But I know, like, I don't have that voice, or like, I don't come from that background to like really be putting out that like hard trap shit. Mm-hmm. But I still know that I have enough of a voice that I can go on trap beats and shit and still right. talk my shit. Still have that sound. Yeah, exactly. So I like to make music that kind of has like uh, an upbeat. Uh, 
um, vibe with like a lot of soul and like jazz samples and shit, but still use like the trap beats and shit. And then I also do like the lo-fi, more like boom bap stuff, but it's all shit you can like just really vibe to, which is like what you want to do when you're in a car. So that's why I call it driving music. Driving music, I like that. That's a nice little genre of music. Yeah. I mean, I heard that verse from that Free 99. That joint was kind of, kind of fine, too. Like, yeah. So, you know, we definitely going to be checking you out on our Chump Change podcast. And, you know, when we get the site moving, we definitely going to be posting this shit up. And it definitely fucks with you and shit. Definitely yeah. a little unique sound, you know. You know, we're looking forward to the future as well. So, we definitely going to be keeping an eye out on Mike Fellow. Let him know your SoundCloud and your you know, Instagram and shit. Yeah, so, um, everything is Mike Fellow. Um, Instagram, underscore Mike Fellow. Twitter, Mike Fellow. And then most importantly, SoundCloud Mike Fellow. Um, that's the most important thing to me is that people are just hearing the music. You know what I mean? Like, I want my image to be defined by my music, not the other way around. You know what I'm saying? So, anybody who's listening to this shit, follow me on SoundCloud if you fuck with it. You know, hit me up, show me love. Like, I respond. Definitely, so. yeah. Definitely got some meters on that. See, them numbers was looking kind of, kind of good too. Definitely, you know, do some more listening. But from what I heard so far, you know, definitely okay. Yeah, it's not much. I got, I got a few K like here and there, but people really, um, like interact with it and shit, which is what I'm looking for. Cause I know the numbers will start building up. Yeah. But the most important thing is that people are fucking with it. Cause it's all about progression. Yeah, exactly. Like, the music come, the music brings the numbers in, not the other way around. And right. people are trying to bring the numbers in before the music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like paying for reposts, paying for plays, and all that shit. That's yeah. whack to me. So. That's what people definitely do out here. And it's like yeah. you know, you, you know, you can see what somebody doing. You know, you oh, you can tell. Anyone who does music puts it out on SoundCloud knows when someone's like real and when it's fake. Yeah, like you are paying for like the shit don't add up. It don't match. Like when you have like five, five, ten thousand listens. You got like two eighty-five, eighty-five, even eighty-five likes. That's like you're. So you're telling me less than one in a like one in a thousand people are listening to your shit or liking your shit. Like there's no way that shit's real. It's not real. Yeah. Like, like I, I see some numbers, man. It'd be like, you know, for other podcasts, it's like yeah. one week they have like six, seven hundred plays, and then like the next week they got forty or a hundred. Yeah, like, yeah. Damn, how you go? How you lose that many people that fast? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, but that's that paying for the promotion. Yeah, like, exactly. Only thing I'm coming out of pocket with is this equipment right here. I'm not coming out yeah. of pocket for nothing. Oh, sorry. I think paying paying for real promotion is good. Like, if you want to sponsor your shit on Facebook or something, like, get your name out. But if you're, like, just paying for the numbers just to be there, it, no. it's nothing. I don't even get how, like, people really got to hypnotize themselves to, like, think that that shit's real because it's, it's not. Thing. Like, yeah. It's a mind thing. Like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm going to go pay for these 500 plays so I know if you click on my profile, you're going to be like, oh, shit, you got 500 plays. Yeah. But most people are smarter than what you think. Like, we yeah. all look Especially, like, actual artists and shit like that. They know that shit's fake. Right, like yo, you only got two likes, one repost, yeah. no comments, like, yeah. but you got a million fucking plays. Yeah, right? yeah, you know the fuck, yeah, get like, that shit out of here. Got no opinion about this shit. Yeah, so yeah, we see you for our ass niggas out there. That go for the <laughs> rappers, that go for the podcasters. We see y'all niggas, man. Yeah, just focus <laughs> on the music. Don't worry about the goddamn plays. Like the plays will come if the music's good. And at the end of the day, you should be doing music because it makes you feel good, not because yeah. you're trying to get fucking clout. Exactly. Like, you should be wanting, like, people's opinion or approval, you feel me? Like, I feel like that's what some people do it for. Like, I want you to approve that I'm hot. You want me yeah. to let me know that I'm the 
investors and like other yeah. people like they didn't want other people's opinion there's warrants and we do oh, don't get me wrong like I tried to the reason I put the tried the new shit out tonight is cause I wanted to see how people reacted to see if I really wanted yeah. to release that shit or not so. yeah what was that shit that was the confetti was it what at the end yeah, that was the confetti. 399 yeah it was like tissue like yeah basically confetti like, what the fuck cause we had fans going so you threw it out and yeah, then the shit was blown like, out yeah, yeah exactly yeah, that's yeah, dope I saw that shit yeah. man like I, I some, some girl fucking threw that shit into my mouth she I like saw, yeah, yeah, that shit went in my mouth I was like the fuck no but that shit was definitely a good time man like I said I knew Dean for a minute and like I'm proud of him. I see that he's working hard. You feel me? Like he came a long way from when I first met Dave. Like we used to work at the rental car joint together. Oh really? Yeah, and like he rapped to me back then. This was before he even dropped Take Two and all that shit. Mm -hmm. And then like, like he was saying he had that crab in a barrel mentality as well, which a lot of people do. Everybody, yeah, everyone has their moments where they're hating. Like I'll be seeing like little shit sometimes. I'll be like. Like, like looking sour about it, and then I'm like, yo, like, why am I even hating on this? Right. Like, some little shit. It ain't worth your time. Yeah. You feel no, me? Like, not. you gotta stand your ground and stand your lane and do your thug and tell yeah. you thing. Like, fuck these people. Like, cause you gonna have haters. You feel me? You gonna have more haters than people that actually like your shit. Yeah. And that's a fact. I think the other thing too is like this whole, um, like the whole. Like, it's cool to, like, not fuck with people. Like, be that dude in the corner, like, rolling up your own blunt, like, not talking yeah. to anybody. That shit's corny to me. Like, yeah. I want to interact with people and meet people and shit. Because, like, your image and your music have to go together. Like, if you're right. talking about spreading love or, like, some shit like that, but and then you're whack. Talk to you. Yeah. You know like, what is that shit? You know? Yeah, man, so. a lot of motherfuckers, uh, that shit don't match up, you feel me? Like, that shit is not, they immediately don't match up to the person that they say that they are. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like you should be thankful for anyone who shows love to your shit. Who yeah, cares? especially, like, I feel like a lot of people forget where they come from or actually started out with, you know, like, a lot of people didn't start, or, you know, you got your rappers who did start with something. They got a family with money and this, this, and that. They got it, it's all access. Then you got people who really came from the bottom enough and who worked their way up. And it's like, you got to salute those people. Yeah. Like, you definitely got to salute those people, man. But, um, yeah, like, Dave, like I said, Dave came a long way, bro. Like, and I'm proud. Like, the show he put on tonight got true on it, John. Like, I'm looking forward to see what else y'all got coming, like, in the future. Like, because I know that shit bright. And it's like, y'all starting a movement to where it's like, y'all trying to be in the same category as Atlanta, as LA, as Chicago, where, like, motherfuckers come up together like we never had that you know state property we had state property but you know but they broke up like they broke up and then yeah. you know as time go past you know I don't know if you like really in tune but then they beefing now you know? yeah no I know I mean like obviously I didn't grow up around the shit but I know like um I know like between like Meek Beanie like A.R. Ab like you don't even know who likes and who hates yeah, each other at any point in like, time and I love and I as individuals I love all their music and shit mm -hmm. and like their influence on the culture and all that but it's just frustrating to see like even Drake and Meek Mill and shit like Yo, everything is better off when great artists are in tune with each other, not when they're beefing with each other. Yeah. The beef is good in the moment, but when the when the dust settles, it's like you would rather hear them together than apart. Right. Like I rather hear y'all making music than dissing each other. Yeah, like, like what's a better ending to the story of Jay Z and Nas beefing than like after a long time of like really not interacting, they ended up coming together and like right. 
dis like squashing that shit. Like two legends, you want them to be in line with each other. Definitely. Like, I mean, I fuck with whole more than Nas. I'm not sure though. Um. Yeah. I'd probably say that too. Mm-hmm. Nas like. His first album is great, and I love his lyrics, but sometimes for me, like, A, I don't love his beats, and B, like, sometimes his flow can be a little bit hard to follow. Right. Jay-Z just has a little bit more mass appeal, and, like, his voice is just more, like, it just hits you harder, you know what I mean? And he has just more classics. Facts. All right, so we going for one. Let's see what we got yeah. two for two. All right. Pac or Biggie? Um, damn. I'm, I'm going to, like, better or who do I like more? Mm, I like how you flipped it. Yeah, because <laughs> I know I think most people, in, in my personal opinion, I think that most people would probably say that Biggie is a more talent is more talented because mm-hmm. he's more lyrical, he's more complex. Right. But like, I can hear a Tupac song and like that shit could like really make me want to cry. So like, you fuck with Tupac more? Yeah, I'd probably say I fuck with Tupac more. See, I like Pac, right? I fuck with Biggie more. The only reason why because Pac was a hypocrite to me. Mm-hmm. Because you go from dear mama, Brenda got a baby, to fuck that bitch and this, this and that. Yeah. Like, damn man, like yeah. I don't know which way I'm rocking with you, pop. Yeah, it's like, true. Just like yeah. that. I don't know. I probably I mean being from that I'm from the east I, I, let me change my answer actually. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I probably actually on a day to day basis I would probably be listening to Biggie more. Mm-hmm. But um what Tupac can do with a track that connects with you, I don't think Biggie can. Biggie was never really able to do that, like pull your heart the way that Tupac can. Yeah, Pac definitely could make you relate on some emotional yeah. shit. Yeah, and, and he was an actor and like all that shit. Like, yeah, I think Pac was the first one to do all that shit. Like, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, like the shit that Ti and I'm trying to do now. I think Pac did all that shit. Like. Definitely ahead of his time. Yeah, he was kind of acting before he was even rapping, too. Because I think Juice came was. out before he even really started popping as a rapper. I think so. Yeah. I believe he was known as an actor before a rapper. But yeah. I don't want this to be on the record scene. It's like, it's, yeah, don't quote me on it. But like, <laughs> I think they were kind of happening at the same time. But Juice popped off like right as he was starting to get the music shit going. Yeah. So, like, uh, as far as your music and shit, what you... What you what you want out of it? Like, what you see yourself doing in the next two to five years? Like, um, well, I'm transferring next year, so I'm going back home, like, to be closer to home and shit. Back uh, to Massachusetts? Yeah, UMass Amherst, which is not in the city. It's, like, out Western Mass in this small town, but it's a very, like, artistic, in-tune town. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping to do a lot of, like, house shows and just, like, build up an intimate buzz, you know what I mean? Get my SoundCloud numbers up so people just start hearing my shit more. I want to link with more producers and more rappers just so I'm more um, just so I have more connections and shit like with this like you and me didn't even know each other going into this shit and now we're doing this podcast right now yeah yeah, we took that picture at the slit show like this is the kind of shit I'm trying to do just like meet people and keep making music and um, you know just see where this shit takes me I mean I wouldn't really say I have no five-year plan or anything, because I don't even know where I'm going to be at, but I just know right now I love music, and I just want to keep doing it and see where that shit takes me. Like, as far as, you know, like, people, like, you love music, do you see, like, not saying you need to do it for free, but it's really something you'll do, like, for free, you feel me? Like, you know, some people like me, I only rap for money or just to see that. Like, some some people actually are passionate about music and enjoy music to where, like, I feel like if you enjoy something and you love something, you would do it for just because, like, you love it, you know what I'm saying? Like, people play basketball, don't get me wrong, there's money in basketball, but they love to play basketball, you know yeah. Like, I think I'm in a fortunate position where I grew up 
to where like I wasn't really like struggling for a dollar or nothing like right. that. So, um, you know, I appreciate that because you know I'm Jewish and shit, and so like for a long time, like Jewish people like were not given any opportunities or anything yeah, like yeah. that and shit but like luckily in the last like 50 60 years it's been easier for people to come up and shit so like my family made out of the depression in new york and all that mm-hmm. and then ended up moving outside of new york and then my dad's dad worked hard my my mom my grandmother rest in peace she just died um passed mm-hmm. away a few few months ago and shit sorry about the lost fan yeah no I appreciate that but she was a single parent too and like so I had two very good like um like Role models. G- yeah I had two, like my parents are really hard workers and then their parents were good hard workers so I was put in a great position to where like I come from a good family of people who like were really Party. yeah exactly yeah so like I was able to like really be able to um like reap the benefits of that and shit you know what I mean but my parents didn't really spoil me like I never had to struggle to like get anything that I wanted but like with this music shit like in high school I sold t-shirts and like sweatshirts and all that shit to like fun for making mixtapes and shit like that and we get paid for shows and shit yeah exactly cause like my parents always supported me like they drive me to the studio and shit like that (laughs) but like it was understood that like if I had a passion about something that I had to invest in it and so luckily I was in a position where um, it wasn't a matter of life or death, like money or no money, but it was a matter of like if you actually care about this shit, like go you'll, get it. So. Yeah, you'll do it. Yeah, cause, yeah, but at the same time, like I, I respect people who are out there trying to get money from music because it's better than fucking selling drugs or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, like true. art is a better way to make money than selling drugs, and but it's all entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. I do it because I love it, but I also want to be successful from it because yeah, I'm making yeah. a conscious decision to step out of the box. Because especially when you grow up in an area where a lot of people, like their parents, are just like go to college, get a job, do all that shit. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Now that I'm done with two years of college, I want to get my degree and shit. Because getting a degree is important and all that. But especially nowadays. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know what a degree is going to get me because I, I'm not going to school like, oh, this is the job I'm going to get from right. my degree. So. But I feel like the degree is like the new diploma, high school diploma. It is. Like that. It is. It's you crazy, know, it's though. checkpoints. Like, it's like levels of shit. Like, I know, like, I'm a little older than you, and I ain't finished college. Like, I, that shit went for me. Like, you know it's for you, you know what it's not. Like, yeah. I tried it, but, like, coming up when I was, like, I'm a little old. Not old, old. I ain't 30, but, yeah. like, all I needed was a high school diploma to get a job. You well, it changed pretty fast. It changed so. quick as fuck. Like, now it's like, yo, you need a degree. Like, you ain't going nowhere without a degree. You need at least that associate something yeah exactly so I'm in a position now where it's like I've already finished two years of college Mm -hmm. um so I figure like I'm already done my two years of college my parents been supporting me and shit and all my brothers went to college and shit so I I just want to get my degree to be like yo I finished college and shit but I don't even know if that's necessarily gonna be something that's gonna necessarily help me um cause you never know what happens yeah but I mean it could help me in any kind of way like I can meet the right person at college like meet some producer that we end up making it big off that shit so but yeah I mean I just do it cause I really love the music and shit cause like it was always a thing for me. I just gravitated towards it because I loved it, not because it was like I had to or like anything right. like that. I just really because fucking love music. Like you just what you want to do. Yeah. You see yourself fit into it. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Definitely respect that. Yeah. I knew in high school too that I really had to like 
um, I used to do it with a, like, with a partner, one of my best friends from, from back home and shit. And when you're coming out, especially when you're white and you're rapping, like, people, when you first start rapping, when you suck and shit, like, people <laughs> have no problem telling you you suck and, like, right. hating on you, laughing at you. Like, we had tons of people who used to fuck with us. But, like, being able to have a friend to do it back in the day with, like, it really helped me realize, like, yo, I love this shit. I'm not going to let people, you know, get in the way. Like, I'm just going to keep getting better, and now I'm at a point where I'm putting shit out by myself, and I got more confidence in it, and yeah. the sky's the limit, you know? I told you, I heard the little bitch screaming your name when he said, uh, my fellow come to stage. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, that shit feels good, because I'm at a point now where I don't, I don't hear that all the time, so when I do, it really means a lot. Yeah, you see, like, the work you, you put in paying off. Exactly. Shit, like, Step by step. Hey, man. So, you know, we got a new project we're going to drop in the summertime. Uh, you can't really say too much about it. You know, you want to see any features on that joint? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get one take Dave on that shit. Definitely. Um, I got some, you know, I got some friends from back home that I want to get on this shit. Um, uh-huh. You know, people on SoundCloud, too, that, like, I've been fucking with just through the SoundCloud community. Because the SoundCloud community is really dope, like... Artists really meet each other on that shit. So there's a lot of people. Um, this dude Play, who's from Virginia, he's mad. He's super dope. Uh, mm-hmm. Came up, um, came up on him on my SoundCloud and shit. I want to get him on that. Um, but yeah, I don't really know. It's kind of in the very early stages right now. But you know, as time goes on, it'll it'll progress and I'll figure it out. Just don't come overnight. This should take time. Definitely. You don't want to put on no trash at this project. Yeah, that's the most frustrating part sometimes too. Is like every time you make a uh, a song or like put out an album, you want it to be like the one that makes you blow. But in the back of your head, you know like it's not just gonna come like that. Like is like when I put out the EP last summer, I was like, yo, this is my favorite shit. But I know this isn't like this isn't it for me. Like you just gotta keep. I'm in such an early stage right now, which is great. But at the same time, it's frustrating because you put in so much work to put out music that at the end of the day is probably not going to mean that much other than just being a stepping stone. Right. Yeah. But it's all about the journey. Oh, yeah, the journey to be well. You never know, man. You fuck around and make it overseas and shit. You're exactly. Flying out the shows and I shit. I might just fuck around, move to London, and just fucking do a London shit. You know? never know. This music shit can take Especially with the internet and everything now, like... Uh, hip hop is like completely a universal sport. Music, music is the language of love. You feel me? It is. So like, it's a universal one too. Like, yeah, it's just like you know, it's like music is like the new money. Like, like it's accepted everywhere. You feel yeah. me? Like people, people listen. People, people check it out. Like music is where it's at. Yeah. Me? Even like, if you don't have a language and shit. Yeah. yeah. Like shit. What's the boy? Drake got the whole fucking UK dudes on his album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like the Korean artist, like the Keith Ape. Remember that song, like the Ichima. Remember that shit? It was kind of like, bitch, you guessed it, but it was like the Korean dude, Ichima or whatever. But like, yeah, and so like, actually, yo, there's a one of my one of my close homies who's out in Brooklyn right now. His name's Bohan Phoenix. He's uh, he was born and raised in China, moved here to where I'm from when he was like 11, 12 years old. And he's fucking, I'm telling you right now, like he is about to be like the godfather of the Chinese trap shit. Like, he's really getting the buzz already right now, but like he's he's on the forefront of that shit. And like I can't wait to see where that shit goes. Bohan Phoenix. Yeah, Bohan Phoenix. Check out Bohan Phoenix. You know Yeah, B O H A N P H. L-E-N-I-X That's the man Like I'm telling you He's the feature of that That Asian trap shit Like he's really On the forefront of that 
you heard it first on the Chump Change podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, shit, man. You got any shout outs before we uh, get ready to get out of here? Um, I mean, shout out Chump Change podcast. Thank I f- you, I appreciate you. you having me on the show and shit. Appreciate you coming. Through, yeah. Man. Shout out to Boston Six One Seven. You know, shout out to all my friends back at home. Shout out to Boston. Shout out my 03 Accord. I'm waiting on you for when I get back. We're definitely going to whip that shit across the country. When a couple of days, I'm going on a road trip with my man Budge. Um, shout out One Take Dave for putting me on the show tonight. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, and shout out Philly for the last two years. I had a great last two years, and I'm definitely going to be back. You got Chiefs in while you was here? Of course. Wait, I went to Pats. Spot? Okay. But I heard, I heard that, like... I heard there's better spots that are like low key yeah. and shit like that. So. Maxes, man. Maxes, yo. I actually just saw a video. Um, you ever heard of like Mayhem Moran? He's like action, but you know the action Bronson show. He's like the big black dude who yeah, he was, was yeah. a little short tour. Here. Yeah, and he went to Max, and he went to Max's. So I yeah. definitely gotta hit up Max's at some point. Maybe I'll go to uh, for lunch or some shit right before I leave tomorrow. Yeah, man. Where is that? South Philly? No, it's right down on Broad and Area. It's like in North Philly now. Oh, where? It's not All that right. far. But uh, yeah, I'll roll through. How, how you getting home? You driving or you catching my dad's No, nah, my dad's coming to pick me up because I got to get all my shit. He's got a truck, so we're just going to load up the truck. Five-hour drive, yep. man. <laughs> Shit's late. I'm about to go fucking... About to go out to Colorado and drive all the way back to Boston with my friend. I went to Colorado for four hours. Had a layover there because I, I went to go visit my boy in Arizona. And it was like either a straight flight or take a four hour yeah. in Colorado. They got dispensaries there. Bro, what's funny too is Arizona and Colorado could not be more opposite. Arizona, like, you get caught with, like, a fucking gram, you're going to jail. Yeah. Colorado, you fucking blaze it off all you want. Like, they... They got that. They have that shit. Like they got fucking corner stores here. I went to a dispensary, bro. That shit was lit. Like that shit. They had. It's all set up and everything. They gave me fucking. I bought two grams of weed for twenty three dollars. Like, like some fire. Yeah. Cause I only been, like, play. only I, you know, I was only there for four hours, so there's no point in me having like a whole eighth and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And the deal was uh, they had buy one get one half off the edibles, so I bought a bunch of edibles to them on the plane with me. That shit was lit, like gummies and cookies and shit. Yeah, that's how it needs to be. Run that shit like a real business. Give Yo, people opportunities out here and shit. This is just like the poppy store, bro. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do you want in the two? You want some tea? Let me get one in one. What flavor you want? The best two you got for twenty three fucking dollars. Yeah. I was like, what? Twenty three dollars out here? I'm barely getting a gram. Like, because especially if you buy it off one of these hood niggas, they going to short you. You feel me? Because like, mm. people got to mix a lot out here. That's their thing and shit. But yeah, man. Shout out to shout out to Kyle. I hope you enjoy your time out there, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have a good time. Go to the medicine, man. That's what. Yeah, I'm for sure, medicine, for sure. Definitely. But, um, Give me SoundCloud one more time for you. Yeah, uh, SoundCloud Mike Fellow, Instagram underscore Mike Fellow, Twitter Mike Fellow. Everything is Mike Fellow. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Cool guy, man. A lot of new awesome, shit coming man. soon. Check him out, man. Mike Fellow, man. I'm telling y'all, he got some bars, y'all. Uh, you already know it's your boys for Shapi, man. Another episode of Chum Change Podcast. I definitely want to thank you for, you know, joining me, man, tonight. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I appreciate this shit. Definitely going to be checking you out in the future, man. Thank definitely you. On. You know, be looking out for the new Mike Fellow and shit. But, uh, you know, like I tell you, each and every week, man, thank you for tuning in. Be safe. We'll catch y'all news next week, man. Yes, sir.